0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of Money Talks. My name is Hugh Meyer, hope you're doing well. Just want to remind everyone, we created Money Talks uh, this year to connect lead entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and business experts to provide actionable advice to startups and entrepreneurs during these pretty disruptive times. And I'm super excited to have on today with us a social media influencer, a, an author, a speaker, and uh, head of Fit Life Creations, Katrina Julia. How are you today?
1: I'm great, Hugh. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Uh, great to connect with you, and I uh, look forward to our conversation. Can you just tell the audience a little bit about your background?
1: Um, absolutely. So I usually just share to like to knock out any you know preconceived notions. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I am also a CPA I've served in over seven industries I've had a crazy transformation in every area of life from health to money to business that continues I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that and I love to help people create and scale a life business and community they love
0: well uh, we definitely I definitely to. Wanted- there's a lot there I definitely want to hear all about that um you know, obviously this year has impacted all of us in different ways. Why don't we start there as far as, you know, what you had been doing up until mid-March and I guess what have you been doing since then?
1: That's a great, uh, and I'm sure you've asked and I've tuned into your show with Money Talks, you know, with people kind of the before and the after, And I love that you have, you know, everything from CPAs to entrepreneurs, to people in the wealth space like yourself. So um, there's a plethora of wisdom there. Thank you. Um, So for me, absolutely. So for me, I would say, you know, January through March, I was, I had in January, I had just returned from Bulgaria and Austria. So I went to go see family. Thankfully, we decided last year to have a Christmas together in Bulgaria.
0: That's great.
1: And I almost said no, because it <laughs> didn't make sense for me to go. But something, you know, my spirit kept nudging me to go. And I actually came back here on December 31st. Oh, wow. Um, so it was when I came back. And then, you know, I was focusing on, you know, the typical things that I still focus on, but they're different, you know, in media, in wellness. Right in business and um, travel and what that looked like then included, you know, things on the blog and the show included reaching out to brands for engagements, including, you know, setting up the launch uh, schedule for online courses and a summit that originally was going to be in person and our retreats that originally we were, and I was going to do Brazil in 2020. Wow. So that was my original and then of course in the midst of that you know similar to you similar to a number of entrepreneurs you know on your show we all typically end up engaging in different ways you know in person whether that's marketing perspectives or training and I am an avid person that normally goes you know in person and up until then I had been you know Herbalife Global Nutrition um, normally, like I'd attended events like World's Greatest Speaker Training with Brenda Bouchard, you know, and a number of other events. So, both on the learning side. Right. But clearly, you know, up until March, that was going on. So, that's my before in a snapshot, right? Um, after that, I accelerated, like many of us online, to intensify blogs and shows. So, let's focus on media first. I think in April alone, I filmed over 30 episodes on my show in the closet.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: So, so that's a big, cause I was like, well, I've got all this time. I'm not going anywhere. So let's like pummel, you know, the show, because as you know, shows are a great way to invite and engage with people and our show, like our, my growth went like crazy, like that wow. month, the next month. And it's continued to grow. We're on over eight platforms now. So that was one big, big pivotal point because I'm
0: like I have all this time at home. I stopped let's going to the gym because take, I, I'm ahead. sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> I was just gonna say that was that was so I want to unpack that a little bit. So you sit, you 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 recorded 30 30 episodes. What I guess what were you talking about? What was was the inspiration? Like what 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 were the subjects? Kind of maybe talk about that a little bit. Sure.
1: So my show um, literally mimics and aligns to everything, you know, wellness, business, uh, faith, marketing and travel. And I realized early on, you know, similar to Amazon or Airbnb, when they started, it was a huge educational piece, right? right? People were like, what are you? What do you do? Like now it's second nature. But when Jeff Bezos started, you know, Amazon or Brian Chesky and his partners were starting Airbnb. It wasn't. And for a lot of people, it still isn't. Like, you know, not everyone's going to go Airbnb, right? Right. So I realized very early on with creating an all-in-one lifestyle brand that, you know, involves a lot of humility that a huge part of it is educational, is explaining to people an all-in-one lifestyle brand is, you know, literally helping people create and scale what they love, but it includes elements of wealth, faith, marketing, business, and travel. Well, what does that look like? So within that, specifically in the media piece, I realized, oh, if I create on the show and on the blog binge-worthy series, so not a one-off episode, but binge-worthy series like Netflix for entrepreneurship, you know, like a series. So in April, a lot of that was a series on travel. you know I, i launched a new travel project that was another thing i did inspiring travel now and in the future then it was like oh let me do a travel series let me feature different people oh let me do an online like a boss series so people see that you know we and i also offer things online oh let me do a wellness series so i took the previous that we were doing wellness faith you know marketing business and travel but I said, let me take it on steroids and take 10 to 15 episodes on every series. And then that becomes evergreen content that now I always, like you and I spoke before, I always point people, hey, you're going to go to my online like a boss series. You know, it's evergreen. That's so it's a great. Lot of, thank you. That's a lot of what I did in April. And actually, I was inspired through my pastor, Pastor Michael Todd, because that's what he does. And I was, I noticed that last year. I'm like, oh that's so much better because then you're creating content possibly for a book or a course or whatever. And it's fluid because you're giving so much value up front. So it's also like a launch.
0: That's, that's great. Thank you for that. You just helped me. I You did as far. I love the series concept. I think that's brilliant. Um, it's, it's super focused. And like you said, like you, you create that evergreen content and, a lot as as I have learned through this and I'm sure you you're, you're very experienced the ability to repurpose this content is is everything um, so thank you that that's a great piece of advice
1: no absolutely cuz like to your point like I'm looking at your show again so like you know you had richard myerson on right so this is another thing I implemented on the show is you had richard myerson on and then another thing you can do and I actually learned this from Kalem with Kalem talks so I'm constantly learning, you know, from people, from you, from everyone is he sent me a form to send in pre-recorded show. So I was like, oh, I can invite people to do a pre-recorded show. So like you could have like as you have guests, whether it's Richard or you know JJ, the CPA or me, you can also offer them a snapshot. And in the same vein, if you want to record a snapshot on our show. And if you want to be a blog and a feature, you know, on our show and our blog, and then do a live interview, you can see how that immediately creates three media opportunities.
0: It, that's, that's, yeah, it's huge. It's all about leveraging that, that time and that, and the content as many ways as possible. So that's, yeah, super helpful. Thank uh, you. I pre- yeah. appreciate that. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, I, I'm grateful for that.
1: Absolutely. And let me ask you this. Do you, do you have another question or do you want me to continue on kind of the after trajectory?
0: Uh, We have other questions, but keep going. No, I please, please keep going. Um, Thank you.
1: Absolutely. So the other ways that changed after just to kind of give you some more bullets and to honor that question was the inspiring travel now and in the future um, project that I mentioned was changing the previous creation weekend to an online summit. That you know, featuring people online with pre recorded content because I realized like when you're inviting people live, that adds another dimension of possible complexities that people don't show up, you know, including speakers, they get sick, something happens. Because that actually happened to me in a summit I was in 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 June, but thankfully, I had that piece pre recorded so I could send it to the provider, to the, the host on the IT summit, Anna. And um, the other thing I did was, so the tra- I mentioned the media, the travel, then the summit, and then I accelerated massively with reaching out to brands and planting seeds, like with brand engagements, retainers, and then most importantly, that I really want to emphasize because I think so much as entrepreneurs, we think we can do it all. I took my ego out of it. And you know this being in wealth management you know working with a variety of different companies that nobody is the one person that does it all so why do entrepreneurs think that and I said okay if I'm in corporate again and working in these seven industries what would I be doing so I scaled this year Hugh over a hundred different tasks and over 20 of those are on repeat every month including business development with things like fortune 500 companies travel companies like literally my targets no different than you know any company running business
0: that's really fascinating can you t- can you talk a little bit more about you know drill that down a little bit as far as how that works how that process is working
1: absolutely so so um do you want me to talk about the scaling part specifically
0: please yes
1: so um side note, I recently did a piece on automating and scaling like a boss so that can help you and or the listeners a ton on the blog and show. um just as a re- an added resource and added benefit. And I saw like on your LinkedIn, you did social scaling in the digital world. so I'll specifically talk about some examples there. Excellent. Um, so so a couple things. So you're probably familiar as many of your listeners are with like the four hour work week um, by Tim First,
0: <laughs> yes. is my.
1: Pet. That's one book that highly, highly inspired me years ago. Another book that I've recently read in a series of his books. Have you heard of Mike Mahalowitz?
0: Yes. I okay. actually, I, I actually had him on.
1: Oh, I love him. I need to yeah. go back and listen to your episode with him because I didn't it, listen to that one.
0: It was only 20 minutes, but it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes.
1: So, so then you know, like you know, of him. And for those tuning in, he wrote Clockwork. He wrote Pumpkin Plan. He wrote Totally Paper Entrepreneur. He wrote Fix This Next. Yes. I've um, listened to Clockwork already once, and it's directly in alignment with a lot of my mindset from corporate, Tim Ferris things that I did in corporate and scaling. So just to kind of give you a background. In one of my roles in corporate, I ended up creating a department scaling and help the company generate 10 million dollars in that first year wow thank you and it was a internal audit department and i both (laughs) automated and i delegated so i was looking for the tips tools and tech to do it but i was also because a lot of times we think it needs to be a person but it's really a tool so how i started that when i started you know fit life creation is a huge part of how i started that was kajabi so it doesn't have to be Kajabi. It could be Kajabi. It could be teachable. If, the, if those of you that don't know what that is, those are all in one marketing platforms that help you automate, automate emails, automate your online courses, automate your launches, automate a ton of different things. So like if I'm sitting here talking to you and a hundred people get, you know, want to get in my summit, I don't have to do anything. And neither does a team member. There's like, once it's done, it's done unless you need to update it. That's one part is the automation. The second part. Um, and that's an example of that, this, uh, and another great example of that is like with social, like he was talking about with social scaling, it's also, you know, thinking about, um, looking at, so on clockwork, going back to Mike, he talks about like, if your goal is a million dollars in revenue factor in factor in, if you're going to take four weeks of off for vacation factor in 48 weeks. Divide that million-dollar goal by forty-eight, and I'm huge on return on investment. So this is like speaking my language, and I'm sure you are. You know, being well, being you know, previously with Wells Fargo Advisors, you know, Lehman, like ROI, ROI, ROI. (laughs) That's the CPA brain. Like that's That's right. And so I started thinking as I was going with this journey of entrepreneurship of why am I wasting my time on this? Why am I wasting my time on that? Where's the return on that as my value in myself started to grow? And that has a lot to do with my faith. Then within that, I looked at, okay, a million dollars divided by 48 is over a thousand dollars per hour. So why would I spend my time uploading a pin on Pinterest? And that's not to say that pin on Pinterest can't generate, you know, a million dollars at some point, but is it right now? No. And as, you know, uh, Mike calls this, you know, your QBR, your queen B role. And to me, I call it my passion and my purpose is getting on Pinterest and uploading, you know, (laughs) a pin, my passion and my purpose. No. (laughs) Does it help me connect with people? Yes. Is it easily teachable in three to five steps with a template on Canva, with an uploading on Pinterest or Hootsuite or via Canva? Absolutely. Does that free me up to do more important things like record a show, you know, on Money Talks with Hugh? Absolutely. So perfect example, I scaled like just on social media. I scaled, I have a template on creating my pins. I scaled Twitter. I scaled Squilled, uh, scaled. Uh Facebook, I scaled Pinterest. Right. And like I have that on repeat now every week, every two weeks, and I have updates from different VAs, and they update that on ClickUp, which is a phenomenal project management tool. I recently migrated from Meister into ClickUp, and I love ClickUp and the dashboards. Oh my god, it's amazing.
0: Okay, that's so, good to know. I love absolutely- new, I love new apps, so thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and I figured, like, you being a finance guy and dashboards and things at a glance, you're going to love, like, the possibilities with ClickUp and how visual it is compared to the others. Um, So that's one example. Another example to take it on a more, so that's like a, you know, lower to potentially high-end impact area, right? Social media. Another one that some people might think, oh, my God, I could never scale that. Like, let me give you two other examples. One is the Fortune 500 companies I mentioned, like Fortune 500, business development, you know, partners or platforms with wellness, media, faith, and travel. So I immediately identified LinkedIn is a great resource to connect with decision makers. Yes. You can literally search in their VP marketing, you know, Coca-Cola, VP marketing, Apple, Delta, Disney, whatever. And you can find all the people. Is that a high impact or potentially high ROI activity? Yes. Can I give my password access via a tool like 1Password and delegate that to a VA? Absolutely. So that was step one. Because is that the best use of my time? No, anyone can do that. Right. Then step two was I created a super easy outline of a message that said, hey, I hope you and the team are staying safe, so-and-so, you know, use the name. Um, here's a free resource, ABC, my series, ABC, whatever, right. that relates to what they're doing that can help them. Here's a link. If you want to talk further and connect with me on a call, cause you, Mr. Or Mrs. VP of Apple is looking for this. You can register. If not, I hope this resource helps you and the team stay safe. So zero pressure. Scaled that also on the nonprofit side for cause marketing. So that's, you know, two examples. The third example is on our summit. Same thing. Okay. I started identifying people in wellness, faith, marketing, business, and travel that align value wise that, you know, service wise, like I mentioned to you before, did I need to create the process up front and the forms up front? Um, Yes, but no, I could have delegated those along the way, but I did it because I wanted to have clarity in my brain. But now I've delegated or I'm in the process of delegating that outreach in different ways too. Because again, anyone can connect with so-and-so until either a key person you know, on the team or myself needs to connect with them one-on-one or in a group.
0: That was, that was fantastic, thank you. I wanna, because there was something you kept hitting on and you started at the beginning of this, this segment using the word automation. And I literally just had a Zoom call an hour ago with a community group, kind of a networking group. It's called uh, Trends, which is a kind of a, it's, it's it's a very up and coming publication right now. And they're very big on developing these communities. But what we started talking about was this concept of automating versus delegating. And you brought up excellent points about how your time is bet was was and is better spent. setting up things that are automated so you can focus your time on what is really going to get you your ROI.
1: And then, you know, it's a process. You know, thank you for that. It's a process because first I had to identify the tools to automate that best served me, that I wanted to train the team and the community. And that was a process. And, you know, like with Kajabi, I was in Brendan's programs and Shailene, so I saw firsthand what it was like. Then with the other things that freed up my time to explore our research, but along those uh, veins, Hugh, I realized I don't need to be the one researching. I need to identify what I'm researching and I can delegate those. So like you might be interested and I'm happy to make a connection for you with, have you heard of the National Publicity Summit? I have not. So perfect example of, of delegation, but also automation and comprising time is National Publicity Summit's been around for 30 plus years. Steve is the leader. They connected with me because we're a media source, because we you know, have a publication. We have the blog. We have the show. We have all these channels. So as a media source, you don't have to pay. You get to be on, be on the summit for three to five hours, pitch your show, and there's creators on there that are paying them to be on there so they can pitch themselves to be a guest. And then you get to listen to them and I send them through the whole same process. You can be on the snapshot and you send us pre-recorded content. And here's the form to do that. And you upload your audio. And then that leads to more. Or you can be on the summit where you also submit in pre-recorded content and you co-market. But as you know, that weeds out people because it's people that are going to take initiative and read what you sent. Right which is already over 90 knocks out over like being real over 90% of a lot of people that reach out to you.
0: It's true. Very true. Thank and you. So, yeah.
1: And over fit. So on that summit, to just give you an idea and again, I'm happy to make an introduction. They um, I'm able to connect with over 80 people, like over 80, to, I think it's like 80 to like 150 people in five hours. Wow. Copy in the zoom chat over and over and over in separate breakout rooms. Here's my five steps you know, on the show, on the summit, on the snapshot, follow this. And hey, if you email me and you don't follow this, the team, because I also have a VA responding to, e- to email sometimes, is going to send you the same five steps. Nothing's changed. So it goes back to you can see how parts of it is automated, but then parts of it is delegated. And I don't take responsibility for things that are not my responsibility. Like if someone, as you know, wants to market their business, to you and follow up on your show. You're not going to keep chasing people to be on your show.
0: Very true. Very true. No, it's I, I appreciate that. That's all. Um, really, there's a lot, lot there to unpack. A lot of great information, and you know, important is is to teaching people these lessons, and you're making it happen. As far as knowing where to focus, where to really focus your time. And then where to let it be automated, and that's if you want to kind of stay on track in this digital age. And this comes back to thank you for reading that article that was that that I wrote, as far as really summarizing where we are as kind of as humans, so to speak. That this digital age has now been fast forwarded light years because of what happened this year, and now it's time to really understand what that means and how it affects your business.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Like it has massively accelerated it. Like people that thought, Oh, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. Like, Oh yeah, I heard someone, but that's not for me. We're faced with a lot of the choices they made out of fear or insecurity or comfort or ego or all the above.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I think it's, we all, we've all learned, um, I think you even said it right at the beginning, and maybe even before we were actually recording, we've all had this wake up call this year. And whatever, what everyone won't admit, we all have some level, we all had or have some level of complacency. And if this didn't, I guess, punch that out of you this year, I don't know, we don't really know what will. So it really has taught all of us, you know, especially entrepreneurs running their own business, there's no time for complacency. Um, at all. You never know what's coming and always be learning.
1: No, and I love to your point that you talked a lot in your article about consistency yeah. and about the value, like we just talked about, and about community and how change can be a force for good uh, because all of that resonates. And that's, you know, to your point of, you know, before and after, that's one of the reasons why. You know, I'm deciding to go to Costa Rica this month. uh, But I know you possibly had some more questions, so feel free. You know, to go. No, I'm
0: interested. I want to hear about the coast. No, let's talk about let's talk about the Costa Rica trip. There's obviously a reason you're going there, so let's let's get into that.
1: So it's actually a couple things. Even before the pandemic, I already had on my radar. You know, with our retreats and you know our travel to continue those and to start on a seven continents, uh, both trip, but also hosting retreats in each of the continents, except for Antarctica. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm still going, but I was like, I'm not leading a retreat there. Like I'm gonna like bundle up and stay warm. That I, um, you know, thought about, you know, that was already on the radar for the end of 2021, right? Well, as me and a friend of mine, Silvana, were having a conversation at Chastain Park here in Atlanta a couple months ago, you know, she has, to, you know, she's married, she has three kids, but she was already saying like, oh, I think we're going to go to Florida for a month or two because we, we don't want to be here when it's cold, you know, all that. And she was already saying like, hey, you know, Bermuda and all these places are implementing different travel incentives programs. You should totally go because she knows I love travel. Like I've traveled to 27 plus countries, you know, led retreats globally, all that. And it really planted a seed, Hugh, because I started thinking, I said, well, wait a minute. My lease is coming up for renewal. Atlanta is going to be super cold from September, at least through March. The cost of living here has not decreased. I'm self-quarantining. I'm going to continue to be here in the cold or gray over 80 to 90% of the time, at least at April. What if I go to Central America to start and I just accelerate my travel? still host and create communities starting in March and, you know, including, you know, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Mexico, and then that'll lead into South America and start the seven continents travel. Like I originally planned, but I'll just start sooner and not come back to Atlanta until at least
0: 2022. Wow. Sounds like a plan.
1: (laughs) So why Costa Rica to start? Well, I actually led a retreat there in 2016. I absolutely love the the Pura Vida lifestyle. I'm fluent in Spanish. Uh, The cost of living is great. There's lots of outdoor adventure. And for those of you that don't know, you know, Costa Rica shut down really early on in the pandemic. Completely shut down. And they did not open up their borders again until October. And then it was limited. Their cases, as of one of the the recent blog posts I read, I think were like at a total of 3,000. Wow. Which tells you like that knocks any country, any state in the U S definitely out of the park. Yes. And even so they've even have, even with their opening of borders, they've continued on with safety. And I mean, the weather is perfect all year. They have tons of adventure outdoors. So I was like, okay, even with me quarantining, I'll be able to go see that Arena volcano. I'll be able to go ziplining and in the ocean and playing while still being responsible and safe. And it's one plane right away that I'm willing to risk, you know, with Delta on, you know, I had uh, some points with Delta with, you know, middle seats still being right. excluded, with, you know, at least till March with extra safety measures, HEPA filters, all of that. And the Airbnbs that I've picked, and I've also continued to outreach, you know, for media, for other collaborations, consulting, all that, you know, all my work's going to continue to be the same with obviously an emphasis on wherever I am.
0: And the weather will be nice.
1: (laughs) It's a huge difference. Like, I could go, like you're in LA, but when I was, when it was sunny here, most of the time, Hugh, and I was going to Chastain Park or whatever, I could feel like so much more just like- Human? No, actually I used to live in Houston. So to me, the humidity in Atlanta is nothing like Texas is way more humid to me. It's like Florida. Um, so no, I could feel it just way more joy in the vitamin D and all that.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, we all take that stuff for granted. And then, you know, to the extent that we could and and can't do those things are, are, are a huge deal. Another thing people will not take for granted, uh, So, you know, we'll be back to a sense of normalcy or hopefully sooner than later. But, um,
1: and that's unknown. like, you know, people are obviously, you know, in testing and different things with the vaccine, but as we know, you know, realistically, first responders are going to be first, right? Realistically. And then we, you don't like you have testing in the vaccine, but of course, some people, including me are considering, you know, well, do I get a vaccine? Do I not? What are the impacts of the vaccine to the body, to the immune system, all those questions, and then after the first responders, it's going to be the elderly. So yep. you know, where we are on that spectrum, even to be considered is, is way down. But in any event, I know you have more questions, more thoughts.
0: Well, no, I, I thank you. I appreciate all that. Um, I always want to let the guests, um, something I started recently, ha- turn the tables and ask, you know, ask me a question or two, because they spent so much time me peppering them. I want to give them the opportunity. So uh, fire away.
1: Absolutely. So when we spoke before, we spoke on some of your prior experiences like with um, Lehman or like some of your financial and then starting, you know, the show. So like walk us through, like, because you're also not a typical finance, you know, person that started your own show and is starting on this path of entrepreneurship. So like what, you know, what is your before and after in that vein look like?
0: Um, well, I think that, you know, this year, like I said, this year taught us uh, again to not be complacent and that's whether it's personally or professionally. So when, um, when COVID, when mid-March rolled around in April, when things were at their worst, you know, to me, it was, there was so much, and there still is to this, to some degree, there's, there's so much information that's being thrown out at people and I feel like we've become more impatient or more n- distrusting of the news and, and kind of how it's being delivered to us and what's, what's really accurate and what isn't. And especially in the beginning, there was so much about, you know, getting financial aid, so to speak, from the government. And there was so many acronyms that were being thrown out at people and, you know, what do I apply for? What don't I apply for if I'm a business owner entrepreneur and how do I deal with all this? So my, you know, my partners and I felt that, you know, it was incumbent for us to be like you, like yourself, and like everyone on this podcast, be a resource to other people, no matter what it's about. They have questions about, it doesn't matter what the subject is, try to find out if you don't know the answer, try to get an answer, try to help. And, you know, fortunately... I, you know, through LinkedIn, made a lot of great contacts over the years and one contact wrote a blog and I said, we need to go live with this. I said, this is a very, this affects everyone when it was about insurance, but it affected everyone in some way, shape or form. And it was informative. It wasn't about selling insurance. It was like, this is what's happening. So we did it. And then fast forward it, you know, I just said, listen, I can't, I need to do this with more consistency. If it's really going to impact people I need to do this, you know, weekly or twice. Now it's twice a week and bring thought leaders on. And, and very specifically, they're bringing actionable advice to the audience, to small business owners, to entrepreneurs. And that's really what it's all about um, is, is delivering that advice and being a resource. And listen, it's also great. It's great connecting with people that I made, I probably wouldn't have connected with. And you, you ne-
1: that yeah. and
0: you never know where it goes you just don't That's all now someone's a resource and you just don't know but you've just opened up another network for yourself and you know I think that's it's hugely important.
1: Now, and to your point, Hugh, like I could, you know, and I think I shared some of this before, you know, whether it's you host, you know, whether obviously it's you being part of more online courses and summits across a number of platforms, you know, whether it's ours or others, but also hosting your own and hosting your own courses. And you obviously have a huge network, no different than you're hosting for the show that can lead to, in a sense, also repurposing or growing, you know, those communities and those contacts and that value.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, that's a great point. Um, you know, I learned that and I'll just, I'll conclude with this as I learned, you know, to the point we were talking about earlier about repurposing this content, like it's, it wasn't just going to be this video podcast because, you know, there are, there are segments and there are shows that are very, or even are ultra specific where I need to, I realized I had to write about it. So uh, a way to really organize my thoughts and, hone in on certain pieces of of information that people were delivering or people that were running companies that I thought, wow, this is like their concept or what they're doing is super important and more people need to understand it. You know, I also need to send this out in a blog or a newsletter or post it on Instagram, whatever it is, but just finding those pieces and continuing to, you know, consistently put that out.
1: No, absolutely. I love that you said that, like, you felt like you needed to write because a lot of times before I do a show, it's like I ha- I'm an ambivert and people think when they meet me, I'm an extrovert. Do You, you probably know what ambivert is, right? Yes. But, and, and for those of you that don't know, it's really like my nature, or our nature is that, you know, when you're an ambivert, you're more introverted. But when you're on, you're on because you really love to serve, but you don't get energy from being on. You (laughs) need to recharge on your own. So that's why, like, as I space, like you talked about the automation and delegation, you know, as I space my days or my work, a lot of times I will write first, then I will record the show because I want to get it. Like that's a lot of times I, most of the time, like I'd say 95% of the time I do a blog first And then the show, and I might do an ad lib show if I'm inspired to dive deeper into something, but it just helps me get clear. But then it's interesting because sometimes when I record videos or for the courses, I just bullet point and go ad lib. So, you know, it's really identifying your flow and really knowing how you work and trying new things to see what might work better for you.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's why I kind of, I, try to do this segment where I let, you know, want people to ask me some questions uh, because I spent so much time asking the guest questions. Um, And, you know, you know, like it makes me think, you know, continue to think more about other topics or other areas I want to explore or, you know, other people I'd like to invite onto the show because, um, you know, you can't, there's not a, you can't get enough great content. So. Absolutely. Uh talk a little bit about your the six pack of wealth concept
1: absolutely i had a feeling you were to go there so I yes why like, on all the things because <laughs> i figured with it big money and what's funny is i was actually updating that content for the summit today so it's like the alignment was awesome perfect <laughs> so let me give you guys a bit of my background um and then i'll dive into how that came up and what it is so first as i shared earlier Um, you know, I've, I'm a CPA, but I have also worked at a credit union. I've also worked in a number of different, you know, wealth avenues and, you know, gotten results anywhere from six figures for brands up to like the $10 million, like I one year and a number of other things. And, you know, Hugh, you, you work with um, or you've worked with high net worth individuals, so you can imagine depending on the brand size, you know any of those numbers directly back to EBITDA to earnings before interest and taxes and depreciation. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> an of what EBITDA is, basically before earnings and some non cash stuff. Let's keep it simple. Um, it was very different when I worked as an employee because as right. an employee we're conditioned in a sense to, you know, especially like depending on your generation go to school, get a degree, work for others, get results for them. And that was there. But I also grew up in a household with immigrant parents that didn't work for themselves or tried and weren't able to succeed because of whether it was cultural things or inability to see where they needed to grow, whatever it was. Right. And didn't see them ultimately succeed. And then saw a lot of arguments at home around money. So, years through corporate, you know, I was also a side hustler. I was a side hustle queen before the term existed. (laughs) You know, literally, like I I could believe it before Instagram, before all these things. And, but I realized now looking backwards, I had so many fears around money. And at the same time, in the midst of all that, I had debt. I knew all these principles in theory about high net worth, about getting there, you know, ace the CPA on different things. But in reality, I had so many fears and insecurities, had debt, would spend like what I had before I had it and had so many limiting beliefs and scarcity around money. Well, when I became a full-time entrepreneur, like before and after in 2011, all those things started to slap me in the face. And all the ways where I had operated out of ego, out of fear, out of entitlement, out of things that culture can also lead us to believe, oh, you have a degree, oh, you've worked for this company, oh, you've had this title, which as you know, Hugh, a lot of people are being faced with a lot of things right now in massive ways. And I'm very sensitive to that. I know it's how no one would have imagined, but I feel like I almost had my own pandemic way before the pandemic, if that makes sense. Yes. I thought, oh, I'm going to move this. It's going to be easy how it was for me in corporate. But I feel like our creator made me walk through so many things to relate to others, to be more humble again, to be more teachable and to be to really relate to people on so many levels. So out of that, the six pack of wealth, as I was walking through so much of my journey, you know, whether it was, um, you know, on creation, on spending, on investing out of that, the six pack of wealth was born. And the six pack of wealth is creating, which most of us are taught nothing about creating wealth, about value, about compassion, about community, about true service. And um, those are some things you know that I've learned, but also resonates going back to Mike's books, Pumpkin Plan, like he talks a ton about this. And I love that book because it resonated on so many things for me. So creating. And one of my favorite scriptures is actually Deuteronomy 8, 18. It talks about that. We have the power to create wealth. Like we're supposed to lend and not borrow. So creation, then it goes back into giving so much of us have adopted this scarcity mindset of, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have really, you don't have, well, why do you have three cars? Why do you, they don't even get used. Or why do you have, you know, all these, why do you choose to buy all these clothes that right now in the middle of a pandemic you're not even wearing? <laughs> Let's be real. And I, when, these are, when I'm asking these questions, these are things I started asking myself back in like 2011, 12, 13, and continue to. Same thing like with me going to Costa Rica. Like, why, do I really need this apartment in Atlanta? No, I can save money and ultimately buy a piece of property. So creating, giving, Salvation Army, like we can all give, even if it's buying, you know, somebody's groceries behind you, even if it's sacrificing, you know, Salvation Army does this program with angels where you can go online and buy gifts. I did this with my niece and nephew via WhatsApp last week um, on their Walmart registry that you can help children that likely will not have a Christmas. And, you know, the gifts are like $10, $20. I'm sorry, but like if you have any kind of income or any kind of assistance, you can't tell me that maybe you won't buy the you know latest tech whatever, or or you know X Y Z piece of clothing, or maybe you know spend fifty dollars a week on coffee, and instead give to give at whatever level. It all starts somewhere. So creating giving, saving, as a community and as a culture, many of us suck at saving. We were not taught to save. Like let's just be real. <laughs> and and it's you know so saving and then it's investing which it can be investment in obviously in you know in wealth but can also be investment in education and a number right. of things leverage so how are you leveraging this goes back to what we talked about automating scaling delegating you know ex- amplifying things and that includes if you have debt paying off that debt right big fan of dave ramsey And I know Mike also talks about that because I heard that in his books. And then last but not least, on purpose, I put spending less. I mean, last, because that used to be my very first thing. I used to spend, spend, spend. And that, again, goes into a a scarcity mindset of I don't have or I'm not enough or I'm not going to have enough. And I set them up as percentages, creating, obviously, ultimately, whether you work for yourself or others or both is 100%. That's where you start. Minimum I allocate and, you know, talk to people about allocating a minimum of 10% to give, a minimum of 10% to save. Because once you start that upfront process, it becomes a habit. And it doesn't happen overnight. I've been working with this and through this with myself and others since, you know, 20, uh, in my case, like I would say 2011, but started sharing with others like in 2016. And then it goes into 10% of each. And ultimately in the beginning, you might start with 50% on spending. Right. But the goal is to decrease that, you know, or your big percentage might be on paying off debt. But the goal is to decrease that. So you have ultimately more freedom and, you know, more ability to invest more or to give more or whatever it is that you're led to to be in control of your wealth versus the system being in control of you and your wealth.
0: That was, that was fantastic. Thank you for that. So as some um, amazing information there, as we conclude here, can you maybe leave our audience um, with a thought or thought or a piece of advice going forward?
1: Absolutely. One of the things I always say, and I share this at the end of my show all the time. So perfect question is create, transform and inspire because you're born to. Perfect.
0: Short And to the point. Um, and uh, very impactful. So I appreciate that. And Katrina, thank you again for all your uh, all the amazing thoughts. I'm really looking forward to pulling out a lot of the clips from this because there's a lot to pull out from this episode. So I'm grateful for your time and and uh, all your thoughts. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, and I will make sure and share on all of our channels too as well, Hugh.
0: Thank you. Appreciate the time. Uh, thank you. And remind everyone, we'll be back again with another episode next week. Uh, please uh, check out our YouTube channel, subscribe and like, and uh, look forward to seeing you again next week. Remember money talks, take care. Thanks a lot.
1: So what is the creation club? Because you just got a preview in one out of 12 themes. So you might be wondering what it's all about. You guys, explore in the show notes in the link to see the visual, but I'm going to give you the overview and there's even more in that link. It is for the transformers, for the creators, for the dreamers, For those that truly want to create a life and business they love, with hands-on guidance, with tips, tools, and technology, with health, money, and business all in one. Yes, I said all in one. This is a true labor of love. And if you don't know my story, let me give you a preview. I did not arrive at Planet Fit planet faith, planet stability, or planet creating what I love. No, 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 no. I, years ago, 10 years ago, as of this recording, I felt like I was in the wrong life despite doing all the things people told me were right. I was nowhere near the health I wanted, always tired, and over 55 pounds heavier than I am today. Disclaimer, those in our programs and that use our tools End up losing an average of about a half a pound to a pound a week, whether it's tools in meal plans, healthy habits, herbal life nutrition and even more recipes, so much more along with wealth and business tools. I was always pursuing my other's dreams and helping them make seven to eight to nine figures per year over and over, yet feeling despite all my certifications and external results, I was missing something or someone, i.e. me, Deep down inside, having tons of experience in over seven industries, yet unclear if I had wasted my time and in my life and about what it all meant, continuing in the rat race and on the hamster wheel, wondering how on earth was I going to pursue my passion and purpose and help people on the planet and transform my life. Deep breath. I get it. The joy you hear in my voice and you see in my face or on social media had been missing for quite some time. I was not aligned in all areas of my life. I was determined to find it again. I've walked from fear to faith, corporate to calling, self-hate to love, bondage to freedom and continue to friend. That's why I'm so passionate about you creating a life and business you love, and that's why I'm so passionate about all my programs, but especially Creation Club, and so much so that I give you guys not only the previews on the show, but also for free in the membership itself, so you can look, feel, smell what it tastes like, all the things, and so what is what is involved and what's included? You get all the things to get healthy, make money and build brands, getting clear on your inner self from mindset and health to crazy confidence and momentum, being and becoming the money maker you've always wanted to be from my six pack of wealth which yes is included in the free part to creating value and money to cash flow you will be an Awe of your progress and potential, building brands, being the boss you know you are, whether in your personal brand, your business brand brand, building a boss brand to smart social, to scaling smart, you will love how simple it is to create and all the hands-on and the behind the scenes that I give. So the first 14 days are free, friends. Yes, free, free, free. I give you a sneak peek into the monthly mastermind once you register, 12 modules on health, wealth, and business, things like passion and purpose, smart social, money maker, health, wealth, biz tools, get to know me one-on-one, face-to-face, on your screen, on video, my voice, all the things. And I use Kajabi and an amazing tool that you enter in your info and you can cancel any time before the trial ends. It's simple and easy. Couple things that you wanna know before you cancel in case you're even thinking about it. If you stick around after the 14-day challenge, you get access to 12 themes ongoing on health, wealth, and biz to create a life and business you love, a brand new course weekly, email guidance, bonuses every month, Every single month a monthly transformation toolkit with over 7 tools in health, in money, in business including Herbalife Global Nutrition, including Mint, including life plan and so much more. Bonuses like in month 1 you guys, I give you an exponential exposure course with insights into speaking gigs online and live, press trips, affiliates and more. That's worth alone over $3000. Month two, a custom Tailwind course for Pinterest from the creators and the community manager of Tailwind, Melissa. Then more transformation challenges and so much more. Each theme is easily worth and each course is easily worth over $1,000 So that you could count from even 12 themes being valued at over $12,000 with step-by-step, hands-on consulting guidance, but all at your fingertips and automated. But at the same time, I know what it's like. So the first 14 days are free. And then monthly, you guys, it's not even 10% of the value. It's barely 1%. It's $97 a month for all of that. That's the equivalent of likely what some people spend on Starbucks, what some people spend on alcohol, what some people spend on so many other things. So, what are you waiting for? Let's create it. All of the chats on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business, and travel. So, you create a life. Let's create it.